I'm Tanner Hodgson. We're married, and this is a, a very Christmas, Christmas movie podcast. podcast. Today, we are talking about the 2018 Lifetime original but, movie. But wait, Aaron, mm-hmm. aren't we doing movies from 2020? Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the 2018 Lifetime original movie called Mr. 365 mm-hmm. that this year they re-gifted us uh-huh. as a new release called Forever Christmas to count towards their 30 Christmas movies this year. For some reason, it was allowed to just yeah. air one they already did mm-hmm. and call it a new name. Yeah, what what started out originally as a prequel to the Bernie Mac movie, Mr. 3000, <laughs> <laughs> has now become Forever Christmas. Wow. Um, Let's just get into okay, it. Okay, well, aren't we supposed to say if we recommend watching it or not? Oh, yeah. So I want to go first. And I think controversially, I think I do recommend watching this. Interesting. Yeah. And are you pressing Santa's cheeks? I don't think I'm pressing Santa's cheeks because I think that one, it might be fun. You could listen to the podcast first, maybe. I just think it's interesting because the production is so bad. Yeah. I guess I'm not quite... I'm not quite pressing on Santa's tush, but I would not recommend this, I think, just because I ended up rewatching it so many times <laughs> because we watched it originally like two weeks ago and then we rewatched half of it last night and then today I rewatched it again and then I was l- watching parts of it again when I was clipping some audio. So I'm a little bit sick of this movie mm-hmm. and the more you watch it, the emptier you realize it is. (laughs) Like I took, and I know I'm not supposed to be doing it. I took so many pages of notes and I'm like, I can't even imagine what's on these pages. Nothing happens in this movie. I'm going to, I'm going to step on the elves, little curly toed shoes to stop the notes. Mm -hmm. So this movie starts with a song called swing into Christmas. That was a jazz song. I cannot imagine anyone liking this song. Because there's a there's a song that kicks in a couple times that I was really grooving. No, to. that's not, this is not the groovy song. We don't hear this song again. Okay. Um, and then we get a series of stock footage shots from around Los Angeles to establish that we are somewhere in Los Angeles. <laughs> and I have a special surprise for Tanner. Whoa. I looked up all of this stock footage and found out how much all of them cost to put in this movie. This was your secret project? This is my secret project. It started because I was checking to make sure that this first shot was of Echo Park Lake. And I just typed Echo Park Lake Ariel into search engine. And Mm -hmm. this shot came up. And it was on pond five and then i looked in the end credits and like you know it's the same user account Mm -hmm. so then i just started looking up all the stock footage in the movie of course (laughs) to get a total of how much money they spent but there were three time-lapse shots of downtown los angeles that i could not identify couldn't source them and i was very frustrated i spent so long but it's like there's such generic shots that in order to do more searching for them, what you actually have to do is like type less keywords, you know? Because if you type like time lapse Los Angeles, Hollywood, you know, if you try to type some of the buildings that yeah. are in the shot, 
a lot of them are not tagged with any of that metadata. So then I'm just going on like the accounts that they put in the end credits, just typing time lapse, <laughs> seeing what comes up, or just typing Los Angeles. Maybe they didn't tag it as time lapse. Um, I found some that are very similar, and I think they're from this one uh, user that they credit, but this movie was made in 2018. Maybe they took down mm -hmm. those shots that they used. I was very frustrated. I well, could not get the total. <laughs> well, how much did they spend? Okay, so first they have a shot of Echo Park Lake and Ariel. This is from Logo Boom. <laughs> I don't need all the usernames. All of these shots, they actually, they also have to pay a $299 uh, premium use fee because they are using it in a feature film. Um, and I also will have a, in the episode notes, I'll have a link to the collection of these uh, shots that you can look at <laughs> on your the, own time. Yeah, you can look at those. Um, so this one, the aerial view of if Echo Lake. You know, maybe you're visiting family. I mean, not this year, but maybe you're visiting family for Christmas. You're like, what is LA like during Christmas? You can load up this <laughs> playlist. Just you sit back. You can load back. up these shots. Did, now, are you able to make like a little playlist of them? I mean, I guess it's a playlist. It's just called a collection. Okay. And for some reason, they wouldn't let me put it in the order I wanted. They kept moving <laughs> the shots around in what order they were. Um, so this one, this first shot of Echo Park Lake, it is $79 HD or $179 4K. And at first I was like, of course they do the 4K. No, they bought a lot of things that are only available in HD. So okay. I think they did the HD for everything. Um, so the grand total for our opening amount of stock footage is if they went with the HD, $1,812. Mm -hmm. Or if they turned those two 4K shots, $1,968. And I'd also like to point out that the exterior shot of our lead Sophia's house is actually a piece of stock footage titled A Quaint Wooden House Under Palm Trees, California mm -hmm. or Florida. Right. This could be from Florida Girls or from... California Girls. <laughs> what was the L.A. story? What was the thing that Paul F. Tompkins was in like two episodes oh, of? Oh, I think it was called L.A. Story. Okay. So my joke is this could be from Florida Girls or L.A. story. This could be from... The Florida Project? Or Tangerine. <laughs> this could be... From... from be on Becoming a God, a God in Central, Central Florida. Florida. Or this or could be from... Weeds. <laughs> um, so then we have a montage. Our first of more than you'd expect of our lead, Sophia, exercising... And then making a smoothie mm -hmm. where she has, she's already made the smoothie, but there's still a full bowl of strawberries and another one of blueberries on her counter. <laughs> yeah, she's, she stocks up on those for the week. I will say the first time I saw this, we saw this montage, I thought like the ads had started. This seemed yes. so much like an ad for either it's going to be about the smoothie or it's going to be about she gets on an exercise bike. Or maybe she needs like a really good credit card. It's something yeah. like that. But nope, it's just our movie. And she's wearing a sports bra in it, which I guess if you're going to have her in a sports bra, it's the most tasteful option. It's like a lot of covering. But yeah. like, why is 
<laughs> why yeah, why are we making her wear this sports bra? And it is they she is wearing in all of these scenes sort of the biggest sports bra I've ever seen. It's well, almost just a You know what? I will say the straps are kind of thin. Thin straps. It sort of has like a regular like, bra straps. Yeah. But so the rest is it of it a is tank a big top bra. that's sort of binding on the top and then is a crop top. It's a very strange choice and she owns three of them. <laughs> are they different? They're different in the different sequences. They made this actress go change into these different weird sports bras so they could keep filming or making smoothies. Well, and at one point she talked them into, let me wear a light shirt over it, which looked normal. It looked so much better, but it's in one shot. They, they're, this is they had they to go back her, for reshoots. Yeah, they convinced her it was going to be so much of it. It's one moment. This, this, the movie presents this narrative where this person starts making a smoothie, wearing a light shirt, gets too heated and takes it off in the process of making the smoothie. Hey, it can get steamy in that kitchen. You should not be heating <laughs> up your smoothies. Well, that's why she buys so much fruit. She keeps accidentally making heating a reduction it up. instead. Yeah. She keeps making a sauce. <laughs> um, so I think they actually did, and maybe I have. Like, I feel like my brain has turned into a reduction from watching this movie so many <laughs> times. But I feel like they have, they did do a good job of the exposition in these opening scenes. Not that it really ends up mattering in the movie, but when she's on her exercise bike exercising, there is some sort of news item about like Christmas uh, sales are already starting. And she says, already, it's not even Thanksgiving. So we know she's a bit of a Scrooge. Mm hmm. Then she is, our next scene is she, well, she gets a text from her boss, Paul, saying we lost the story. And then we see her going into the office. She's greeted at the door of the office by her BFF, Lindsay. And through their little dialogue, we learned that Sophia was working on a cooking show that flopped. Now she's been hired as a producer on this show called Extreme Holidays, mm -hmm. and she needs to prove herself uh, in order to keep this job, and the show is going to be pitched to the Bravada Network. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also learn that uh, she has an ex named Marco, <laughs> and that relationship went so poorly that she has a man embargo. Uh-huh. No, but she says the embargo's over. She's just not looking or something. Mm -hmm. No, and then Lindsay says, if you're living, you're looking. <laughs> Lindsay is of the type who all these a lot of these characters have, who is a very horny coworker. Horny mm -hmm. for their coworker to find love. Yeah, they want it. But also, I would say that she's got one of the smaller friend role parts in, in the movies yeah. we've seen. It's not, a, movie, it's not a meaty friend role. This movie does have a... It has more characters than some of these do. Yeah. So there's also a weird part of the movie where Lindsay is like friends with Paul for a little while. And there's just this one little section where her and Paul keep making these little snide comments together, which just sort of starts abruptly and ends abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then she goes to a meeting with Paul. They learned that the story they were going to cover called Sexy Santa Society is not going to work anymore. And Paul says, let's try out this guy who celebrates Christmas yeah. 365 days a year. Okay. And then mm -hmm. she gets sent there 
she's gonna well she, ca- she, she calls him to. actually yeah she calls him they have a one-sided convo i think this actress is doing a great job for the most part in this part i'm i think and let's keep going i think that the production quality is too distracting for me to like and yet Tanner judge gives acting. it a recommend you gotta watch this it's crazy um so then she goes to she goes on a website called search engine mm-hmm. and <laughs> looks up will um we also see that in her office she has a sign in the background that says no days off <laughs> yes uh hustle culture she's like calls him he doesn't want to she like tricks him by being by saying hmm, we could highlight your charity work yeah and she also okay. is like i'm kooky for christmas <laughs> which okay <laughs> <laughs> then um, yeah so they're gonna meet at a coffee oh, shop he, yeah they're gonna meet at a coffee shop really and she's like moment. i know that place and then we go and it's a very generic looking coffee shop called uh lemon bakery <laughs> I know that place too. Everyone in LA <laughs> knows that place from Echo Park to the Santa Monica Pier. We all know Lemon Bakery. Um, and then there is a very, strange, yeah, a very part. strange part where she walks up to a man and is like, oh, you must be, what's his name? Will. You must be Will. And then he's like, nope. And he gets up and then she walks over to Will and he's like, oh, you were expecting <laughs> someone different? Like, what is this part? I'm not, because it's a man, it's like a scrawny looking man on a laptop. And then behind it's him, it's the only person of color in the movie, right? With a line. Um, the boom operator okay. is a person right. of color, and the makeup artist is. But yes, it, the, it's, those are characters, not like the makeup artist of the movie. <laughs> Aaron didn't have to go into the, the crew. Yeah, I went in the crew. To prove me wrong. I'm seeing the demographics. Uh, I probably would do that. <laughs> um, yes, we were wondering about this moment because it's like a strange moment where. Our lead is okay with the thought that Mr. Th- that Mr. Christmas, Mr. 365, could be this person of color. But, of course, he's not. He is who... Yeah, it's impossible. T- it's impossible. Um, he is a person Tanner and I thought was a Hemsworth brother. The first time we watched this, we were like, he must be. I think he could sneak into, like, a Hemsworth family, family event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in there. He's he's at the end of the table. <laughs> he's putting like big turkey legs in his backpacks to steal. <laughs> you think he's stealing? Yeah, he snuck in. He's like, I'm gonna, I gotta get some of these turkey legs okay. before I get found out. Um, I feel I don't think they would notice. They're like, he's got to be one of us. Which one is he? I don't know. Yeah. But then we looked him up, and he's no one. <laughs> Yeah, of course. I was just so sure he had to be one of one of those guys, like a brother of one of those guys. But he is, as they describe okay, him. Okay, no, a Hemsworth is more than the Hemsworth brothers. Yeah, just a Chris. I thought he had to be related to one of those Chris's. Okay. You know, not one of the, the prime Chris's, but is there a Chris who's fallen from grace? You know, does mm-hmm. I because I know one of those guys has a brother. There's like I another. Think Hemsworth is the one yeah, with the there brother. is another Hemsworth. I remember one day at a, I was working on a job and we were in like this post facility, and one day like the people who ran the facility were all in a dizzy because like the Hemsworth brother was gonna come. 
And they like made a placard for a parking space. <laughs> like there were like, but they just wrote Hemsworth brother. <laughs> no, they did. I think it's Luke Hemsworth. Is, is that is it was like Liam Hemsworth. Liam? That's yeah, I think it's Liam. Okay. But there were like four parking spaces, and it's like, does Liam? I don't know. I like the idea that Liam Hemsworth is like, oh, I always had a space reserved here. <laughs> <laughs> he, thought, he thought it was permanent. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, I can come here whenever I want. <laughs> so she meets with him. But just the idea that that's even what they were trying to make him think. <laughs> we're gonna, Hemsworth are so easy to trick. Also, in that, uh, where they parked, where they gave him his placards, one day somebody parking in that spot backed into a car behind them and that person was you no okay and i backed into someone in where they made me park which was a worse parking Mm. lot and another time that parking garage the power went out and then it wouldn't open is that it no this is not the place where one time someone's car got hit and you overheard someone talking about it and they were like it was probably that uh, Prius, the fucked up back. Yeah. Um, which was our car and it made you feel bad. That was the same place also. That was the same place. Okay. <laughs> but is this car with the fucked up back? Okay, well. Yeah. If you noticed the back was already fucked up, I'm saying a lot of swears now. If you notice the back yeah. has already been hit, it doesn't mean that it can hit other one. It would take more damage. Yeah. Well, th- maybe that guy was really good at IDing how recent the damage was. Mm. So they're at this meeting at this cafe. Will refuses to get his drink paid for by the production company. She's like, oh, what are you ordering? I'll get it for you. Or actually, super real productions will Mm -hmm. pay for it. And he's like, no, I'll pay for it. And I'm like, that is such a red flag of a like psycho (laughs) to be like, I... Because first of all, I'm someone who always wants stuff paid for. <laughs> but to be like, no, I will I will not let this woman pay for my drink, even though this is a business meeting that she asked me to. I will buy her her drink. Mm. It and was then, a chivalry thing? I think it, but there's a later moment that makes me think that there is this sort of undercurrent of, Mr. 365 has this concept of masculinity that he won't let go of. And I don't think... That tracks. Yeah. I don't think the movie's trying to do this, but the writer just accidentally put this in here and revealed about themselves. Well, well, let's go on. Okay. So then he gets her order, of course. Ha ha ha. It's a big, long order. Mm-hmm. Um, he also buys her some macaroons without her asking. You know let's get going. I have just a couple movie. more things to say. <laughs> He gives her the macaroons and she's like, oh, how did you know I love macaroons? Which is the first time we watched this, Tanner and I thought that he was going to be revealed to be Santa Claus. (laughs) Yes. Because there are a couple moments where he like knows something about her in the way that like Santa would know something about you. And he also is just weird the this guy is strange yeah and it seems like oh the explanation for why he's acting this way is that he's santa yeah it's like it's not it's just that he's a weird dude like i could see this being like santa started working out and shaved his beard and like this is what santa looks like yeah write that story instead of just this hemsworth (laughs) giving this charming yet 
very one note in a way that made it scary performance. Also, he guesses where she lives. She, sa- she says like, oh, I live in Vista Gardens, a bungalow in the canyon. And he says, I know that house. Another red flag. Another yeah. clue. He might be Santa Claus. Right. Well, and like you were saying, this, his performance is one note. This guy, for me, originated the serious Christmas man. Yeah. Um, I mean, just because we saw this movie first, but like he's very serious. There's a part where uh, the producer is talking to him. They're like filming and he says like, he says to him, well, Christmas is corny. And then the guy says, not to me. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not like if the movie was about like the deeper meaning of Christmas, if he's, if he said not to me, it's the birth of my savior. Then then it's fine to be serious. But it's like, but he says, not to me. I put, I put this gingerbread house my front lawn every year you think that's a joke to me you think this is a funny sarcastic gingerbread house it's like who is this guy mad at it's also because these movies like they're not they are not religious so there is that it it i want to watch a religious yeah it feels scarier and weirder because they're not religious the the religion is just religion is christmas so then Sophia tells her boss, Paul, about Will. And of course he asks if she, if he's hot. All mm-hmm. Everybody cares about Which is honest confirmed. He is hot. Yeah. He is a, he's a Hemsworth. And she does subscri- describe him as fireman meets GQ model meets superhero hot. <laughs> and then don't worry. Another character says that exact line later. I'm not. I'm like, was he taking notes? How did he remember that to say later? <laughs> um, then she goes to Mr. No. I, I hate to delay this. Is is GQ? Is that still something to reference? That's I feel true. Like, I feel like when I was growing up, GQ model, GQ. That's the thing to reference for a cool. That's a cool guy. Yeah, that's a cool guy in a suit. Probably. I don't understand. I feel like it's not coming up. Who was buying GQ? Who was buying? You. You bought one. I know. I was gonna say that. I one of the few magazines I've ever bought in my life was a copy of GQ because. <laughs> There was an interview with Andy Samberg in it. <laughs> and I believe to go back to buying the coffees, I made my friend buy it for me. <laughs> Which friend? I made Marley buy it. No Marley. It was at a Barnes and Noble. Rifling through, you see Andy Samberg? All right, I'll read this article. <laughs> you have to buy this for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So then she goes to... Mr. 365's house. Aren't we so excited? I'm this is excited. the man who loves Christmas and has the most Christmassy house yeah. in the world, I the guess. World. To got, rival the North so, Pole. It's enough that it's it, he was news before this episode of their show. Yeah. It's not even like they drove around and yeah. saw this house. Some <laughs> other news outlet has already covered this right. house. And <laughs> the first thing we see of it is a garage door with just some wrapping paper tape yes they've <laughs> it's like a garage door with a bunch of like re- inlaid rectangles they've just put some wrapping paper on the rectangles no other christmas decorations Mm-mm. no other decorations outside and it does as always looks like it was built like five years ago it's, like a, it's a very modern house <laughs> but don't worry it's not no he tells us that it's actually his grandparents house and that he guttered, gutted it, but kept the bones. So it has a so it's modern. He says a heritage spine. 
It's got a heritage spine. What? <laughs> Which is a theme we've that has been yeah. in all of these movies. You want to be somewhere old. You want the house you're in to be an old house. You want to be somewhere old and cozy, but we are never going to get the budget to film <laughs> or bother to like location scout for somewhere besides one of these mansions that you can rent for cheap. So we're just going to tell you <laughs> that it's old. And also in this movie, we're going to tell you that it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. So we go into his walkway and there are some cardboard boxes with Christmas wrap around, like wrapped like presents hung from fishing wire from the ceiling. The woman acts like this is the most amazing thing she's ever seen. Yes. She's like, whoa, how are they floating? Have I entered into some sort of, do you have control over gravity? Yeah. She's like, whoa, I said you look like a superhero. Are you a superhero with some sort of telekinesis? How are you doing this? She actually, he says, welcome to my humble abode. And she says, humble, more like amazing. (laughs) Um... He also points out there's mistletoe and says mm-hmm. as though he's like, oh, don't mind the mistletoe as though she would freak out and think they had to kiss mm-hmm. if she noticed it first. No, it's like for a guy who takes Christmas so seriously, he's got a pretty lax view on mistletoe. Yeah, I feel like if Christmas is your religion, you have to kiss whoever yeah. steps under that mistletoe with you, which mm-hmm. another red flag. Why are you putting it up in your house then? <laughs> I guess he lives there with his dog. Maybe he has to kiss Aww, his dog every time cute. he walks that under is it. Cute. So he brings her into like, here's like the white themed Christmas room. And mm-hmm. there's like a, a single like white Christmas tree, a table with a white tablecloth, and then just set on it snow globes. Just and a, I, someone's snow globe collection. Yes, I paused and counted. There were 15 snow globes. 15. I'm going to say it's like <laughs> a collection that I would believe I know someone with that many snow globes. And that's the room. And she is amazed she is amazed and we learn the backstory here of how mr 365 became pretty much on the par with mr santa himself (laughs) it is that he was working on a christmas movie the budget ran out and so they paid him in props and special effects which this is the most true sounding moment in this whole movie (laughs) but i do like the idea of being paid in special effects. Yes. <laughs> <Like> so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now I can hold this little hilt and a lightsaber appears <laughs> to come out. Yeah. Someone is in is in debt to me with, for some post work. <laughs> so I just got to send him whatever I want. <laughs> I have Optimus Prime in all my family photos. Mm-hmm. What, but actually thinking about that moment, I, I learned just now that this is based on a novel. So that feels like something that of someone who worked on one of these Christmas movies would say, but I'm like, I guess not. I guess just some novel. Well, we don't came. know. We don't know what's in the novel. the novel. And I will be reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get to see, guys, the third room. It's amazing. So we see him. He's presenting this room to her. He stands in front of a picture of a mermaid <laughs> and just like a blue room behind him. And he says, what is this room? And she guesses Christmas under the sea. And she's exactly right. She's it's Christmas right. under the sea. And this was a room. The only Christmas decorations are a tree with blue and silver Christmas balls. And then there is a pile of the Christmas balls on the other side of the room. Yeah. There's this mermaid painting, I guess. Uh-huh. Some like, I guess to look like hammocks that would be on a ship. Oh, that was like fishnets. Fishnets. Yeah. Fishnets. 
and there might be some lights in the fishnets but like very subtle <laughs> and it's just and, like clearly what we are in is a movie who where the script calls for a wildly decorated christmas house and they just said oh we'll do it and we'll just spend whatever we have on making it is not enough money Mm-mm. and it looks horrible and we all have to pretend the viewer is forced to pretend that this all looks great and is so Christmassy. When I'm going through the budget thinking, where did they spend this money? Because <laughs> I've seen other movies that look better, that seem well, I think- comparable budgets. And I'm like, well, the money's not in the stock footage. I've already crunched those numbers. <laughs> I I just... I- this actor is not a Hemsworth. That's not where the money went. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm recommending the movie. Is I think I have never... I don't know that I've ever experienced this to this extent on a movie like this well made in other you know it's filmed correctly yeah it's, it's, it's filmed not like fine the movie the music it seems like they could have looked through the stock library another time and yeah. found slightly better tracks but it, it's a it's like a correctly made tv movie. yes but it is it is th- this house to me is as jarring is if in like godzilla they or godzilla uh king kong they just got a regular sized ape and yeah. everyone pretended that it was really big. It is the most suspension of disbelief we've ever had to do in one of these Christmas movies or maybe any movie. Yeah, any, I agree. I think it's the most. Because another detail about these rooms is, as I was rewatching it all these times, they are pretty much all the same room. <laughs> they are just different parts of the same room. Because we have the entryway and then it's the sort of an open. The, the white entryway. room is next to the entryway. I don't think there's a door. And then if they turn around, that's where the mermaid room is half of the kitchen. And I believe that those are all in the same space. And then the other room, which is the Christmas train set room. Oh, I forgot about the train it set. It is right next to those rooms, too, because at one point we see it's like just on the other side of this room I, as well. I, I almost don't want to say what the train set is. I'm like, should it be a reveal for, for them if they watch the movie of how truly spectacular the train set is or do you want to tell i think we can tell them okay it is <laughs> there is two small circles not connected no this is this is it this is and the train. they make oh just i i get i'm like this lady did such a great job and that she was able to say this dialogue of saying things like just her being so she says i'd say holy cow but i'm assuming you've already heard it <laughs> It's just one tiny like like these Christmas decorations are the Charlie Brown Christmas tree equivalent of Christmas decorations. Yes, yes. Imagine if in in Charlie Brown all the characters were just like this tree is amazing. This is the best tree I've ever seen. <laughs> then we learn that there is a man named Hank who helps him out with the Christmas decorations. Hank is one of two old man characters that I don't know why they are in this. movie. Yes, and the first and we thought that they were going to be revealed to be. One of them is going to be his grandpa or Santa. Santa. No, Hank is a, we learned, is an unhoused man. Oh, he is? Yeah, I did not pick up on this until this, my like very intense viewing of it, that he said like when he can't, when there's no space at the shelter, he stays with me. Okay. And this man playing Hank is giving such a weird performance it sounds like he like has an Australian accent, but he's hiding it. I don't understand mm. why they so hired of, this man. Yeah, is he a Hemsworth? <laughs> is he actually the Hemsworth brother? Are they Australian? I think they're Australian. Okay. And there's like a weird scene at one point where 
it just seems like they were like you two just ad lib <laughs> when yes. they're by the gingerbread house where they are just ad-libbing like all the information we learned in that scene just saying <laughs> it to each other we learned oh yes also we learned that Sophia was a documentary film major in college so that's why he should trust her because yeah. he's a little hesitant he doesn't want them to make him look goofy wacko yeah so but we get to the he Ooh, wait wait oh, we no. forgot one moment when he asks her who's your favorite ornament maker <laughs> this is big and this will come back yeah and she says I can't decide yeah she says I can't decide who my favorite ornament maker is and he accepts it it seems then the crew shows up to the house they also love it. Yeah, they're really impressed. And then... Well, one of them sort of bops the present around, and he's pretty pissed at Well, I guess that. in the when the crew first arrives, they're being like, how are we going to shoot this? And Will is like, I didn't design it with TV in mind. Yeah. Like, the, the crew... One of stressed about it being white on yes. white in the, in the aforementioned white room. Well, yes, he says white on white on white. <laughs> the crew comprises a boom operator named Kayla... And a cameraman named Aaron. No other crew um, except a makeup artist and then a PA at one point. And Aaron, cameraman, never filming, a, never using a tripod. <laughs> He's his hand held all the way. No lights. He's doing it naturalistic. Even just for a regular old interview, this dude just loves to hold the camera on his shoulder. Um, and the boom operator, she goes above and beyond. And in one scene, she actually calls cut after <laughs> a take. Um, and then the movie just becomes very samey sequences, sometimes using the same footage, um, just of half is them filming the reality show and half is Sophia and will mr 365 secretly dating mm -hmm. so he's like a little mad that it's i don't know yeah how it's going they make him wear a shirt that says like christmas dude yeah and he's so pissed yes so on the filming side we do ha we have another one of his strange ma like arguments about his masculinity moments where they say he needs to wear makeup and he tries to fight them. And he's like, makeup? I don't wear makeup. And then the makeup artist has to explain to him that you do that on TV. And then they make him wear a shirt that says uh, Christmas dude. Mm -hmm. And he's so, he's so bratty. And like, I look ridiculous. Yes, he's so bratty about it. <laughs> it's like you, in this world... It's you're... Christmas. Why would you make me wear this? <laughs> yes. Do you understand? Because Christmas is his religion, so it's as though he's wearing a shirt with Muhammad on it. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, okay. Any religion would be upset about that. Yeah. Actually. Like, they are making him do something sacrilegious by putting on the shirt. He won't do a good job of doing introing like an the introing the show he until... does like a real a real little little snide hi welcome to my christmas wonderland yes he's being just a little teen bratty teen and then they let him change out of his shirt and then he's really mm. happy but they do everyone on the crew when he takes off his shirt to change goes like oinga, oinga. yes <laughs> the camera we see out of their heads. like point of view of the camera 
zooming in on his pecs. And I did like that when it's the camera point of view, it's always the same. They have a little overlay. And we learned they're shooting in 720p. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this was made in 2018. That's true. You know. Um, and also every scene they're shooting at ISO 500 and F2.7, no matter what the shot never is. Never changing the F-stop? Uh-uh. Oh, boy. And never changing the ISO. Some of these shots are at night and some during <laughs> <laughs> the day. Wow. And there's no lights? Wow. That is a dr- that is a dream house. This dude's got to be Whoa, a superhero. It's got to be Santa. He must control the sun. Um, there's also a weird component with Kayla and Aaron, which I noticed on one of these rewatches. There's three scenes where they have like a weird interaction that might be ad-libbed, but is like flirty. And I'm like, is this a subplot that <laughs> was cut out? I don't remember these scenes. So I'm sorry. they are getting into a car and Ka- Kayla says shotgun. And then, then Aaron's like, don't touch me. she's like i can't if i want and then there's a weird scene what yes this is just such a like small moment i can if i want well let me see what my i don't like that in response no this was the actual lines shotgun don't touch me you wish which is maybe even stranger no i I can if i want is weird I well, but then it's like you wish I couldn't touch you. I can if I want. <laughs> and then it does seem like something I would say walking around. Well, then I'm like, are they teens? Then there's another really weird moment where she says to him, "Do you need a ride home? Don't you live on the in the opposite direction?" Yeah, but I could give you a ride if you need one. Obviously. I guess I could put up with you for a little longer. Why is this in this movie? I guess for people like me. <laughs> that's where th- that's where this movie, you know, it's so te- textured, so many layers mm-hmm. that only on your third watch do you pick up that something is happening with Kayla and Aaron. <laughs> They're shooting the show. Uh, the producer Paul is being, he's trying to make I don't know what he's trying to make. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. And I, <laughs> yeah, I know, I understand that he wants it to be like a good episode of whatever reality television means to him, but it's so strange. But he, he's like, does he, do you want him to look bad? Do you want him to fall over? <laughs> well, the types of things he does are he tries to make Mr. 365 admit that he's like a chick magnet because he will say things like uh will is talking about his grandparents and then paul is like boring nobody (laughs) wants to hear about grandparents what about the ladies i'm sure you have some ladies come over here i'm sure they're all like which way to the sleigh bed (laughs) which is so inappropriate sleigh bed like tanner today had to do a work thing where he had to watch like a sexual harassment stuff and like uh yeah. all you know all the sorts of like don't do insider trading <laughs> type videos <laughs> and i'm like this guy is out of line yeah, out of line this is inappropriate and then you know what sophia's response when will complains is she says you just have to deal with it wow she's not a good producer this is an unsafe environment for our gq model <laughs> <laughs> so and then also paul 
like makes Will pretend to fall off a ladder. But Will seems to love Will that. Will loves Will's that. really excited about doing that. He, I guess we also say Paul, we could attribute the Christmas dude shirt to Paul, <laughs> which I don't, again, what, how does this fit? <laughs> what is the picture you are painting, and Paul? Paul is the executive producer of the show. And Sophia is... And also is, he has... Paul has a, a monologue one time where he does this very specific thing with his hand. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's like he's saying the... He's so impressed at himself for remembering the whole line. If you're like, and if you don't get that done by then, we will have <laughs> yes, to Yes, I remember go. that. He's on his desk where he has a basketball on the desk. <laughs> and he's, his character is coded as gay. And he also... S- talks about having a husband at some point because he reveals that he met his husband when his husband was talent on a tv show they were shooting which is another inappropriate thing he's just hitting on everyone (laughs) they're shooting this this guy i mean this is 2018 i don't know hashtag paul (laughs) two paul (laughs) two Another p- component of their filming is Paul wants more drama. And I don't, I, I'm i like, was he behind this? There's a very awkward yeah, well, moment. We, we spend a bunch of time setting up that a he got a gingerbread house. Yes, that Will was given a gingerbread so his, house. His, his grandparents, perfect grandparents. His grandparents raised him because his, his parents died when he was seven. Yeah. But before they died, they gave this seven-year-old... <laughs> A gingerbread house. A, a Christmas decoration that for like a, a front yard. Yes, like a wooden gingerbread house. This seven-year-old a lawn ornament. And this seven-year-old cherished it. He loved it. And seemingly based his life around it. <laughs> and then he... Well, like, what's weird is that he had this Christmas decoration that meant so much to him, but he didn't get the Christmas stuff until he did that movie. No, because there's these sort of twin backstories for him one is that he he also talks about that his grandparents love christmas and he got this ornament from he got this uh gingerbread house thing from yeah. his parents but then there's the thing that a couple of years ago he got these movie props i'm like is this guy lying is because those details not adding up make it seem even more like he's santa claus <laughs> he must be santa claus um so then he's explaining to the camera about you, this gingerbread house yeah. And then the boom op for some reason is like getting in the shot and they keep telling her to back up and then she breaks the gingerbread house with her boom. Now, th- this is also the moment right before that is when uh, Hemsworth is talking to his friend about they're putting the house together and he's like, I used to put it together myself for many years after my grandparents passed but then i met with hank hank then i met hank and now hank helps me with things i don't know how to do it's like well you were already doing it and also yes. this party's like uh, i'm just uh adding some bonbons to the house and he's like a little big plastic and then they bonbons. keep rolling on them and so then like he's talking to hank and they have this conversation <laughs> that's like oh yeah should we put more bonbons <laughs> I just love hearing him having to say bonbons. Yes. Well, we'll do the conversation. Okay. Oh, should we put more bonbons? Yeah, let's put... Let's. Yeah, the bonbons look good. I love that my grandparents gave me this house. Yeah, man. I love helping. Thank you for helping me. You do a really good job helping me. Of course. I love it every year. <laughs> every year. 
just and why is this moment in there because it's not like sweet it just felt no it felt like they thought they thought they were in the background of another scene yes and they were just being told to like talk i truly truly hank's performance made me feel like he won some sort of make-a-wish contest to get in this movie maybe he did win some sort of fan challenge (laughs) you think it was a challenge more than a (laughs) contest I think he had to do some sort of survivor style like endurance test mm-hmm. to get in this movie. And that's why his performance was so sleepy and tired. Oh. He was tired from hanging onto that pole. Oh, wow. They didn't even give him a rest. Um, <laughs> had to go straight from set. Straight <laughs> he had to, to go straight from set to set. And then the other half is the romance between Sophia and Will, which begins with after their first day of shooting. She gives him the advice to, why don't you go drink a beer or six and have a nice dinner and go to bed? And then he's like, will you join me? And she's like, uh, for dinner? And then she says no. But then that night he just shows up to her house. Mm-hmm. He he remember, He just knows where her house is, remember? It's a bungalow in the canyon. Mm-hmm. He's Santa, so he knows every house. Right. Um, he shows up. She is, of course, freaked out that he's there. And he says, I get nicer greetings at the DMV. How often is this guy going to the DMV? (laughs) Who is greeting him there? What does he think the DMV is? He just goes there. He hangs out. um, He sits down and looks at, like, the DMV TV. Okay. Maybe he's trying to get the license plate. Trying to get a slate license. Yeah. No, he's trying to get the license plate, like... Uh, Mr. Santa, mm-hmm. but he's like waiting for the person who has that to die. <laughs> so, and then he brings her some irises and he says, I, I hope you like irises. And she says, I do. <laughs> and they are like her favorite kind of flower, which is another moment where you're like, how does he have this information right. about her? Is he... I, I, I've seen the movie. I'm like, I don't understand how there's more scenes yeah what else could happen in this well movie? then there's just some more shots of them like like we learn he's really great at cooking but he doesn't he like they make a point to say that he doesn't use measuring cups or cookbooks i'm like that's another moment that i feel like is him asserting his masculinity yeah. i'm like you're you should measure stuff yeah that doesn't <laughs> also when he's cooking he Seems to grab something off the cutting board, but I think it's nothing. <laughs> and then he like tosses it into a pan and then does, but like opens all his fingers and then does another one. Yeah. As though. <laughs> he doesn't know what the shot looks like, you know? Yeah. They're not communicating that information. <laughs> they eat dinner together. They go to a nighttime outdoor Christmas themed farmer's market. They buy a Christmas tree together. Um, he we, he reveals that he know she reveals that she's not a big Christmas buff. Yes, and the reason why is because her parents got divorced, and they both tried to make her. They both tried to outdo each other with giving her the best Christmas, mm-hmm. and that got too exhausting. Yeah, for vacations. Her. She says that like they were competing for big to have the biggest house, the best vacation. The most expensive. I like Christmas. that. I like that she thinks that the only reasons her parents wanted bigger and bigger houses was so that she would pick them on Christmas. 
my dad, he would he would always try and like get promoted at work. And my <laughs> but it's also this weird narrative because these movies can't have anyone have money issues or have any sort of class issue that could distract you from how great Christmas is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we know the classic like. Uh, divorced parent narrative of like that would cause you stress emotionally and you know that could lead to a sort of cash-strapped single mother situation mm-hmm. no it's that her parents are it's so rich much, yeah they're giving her so many presents she's like there's not room in both of these houses to keep all these presents i'm i feel like her parents probably bought a third house to put all these presents <laughs> in <laughs> Um, and Will over here, he's just getting a lawn ornament. Yeah, he's living in a little house. Yeah. But he reveals, I he knew. He knew that she didn't actually like Christmas. Oh, yeah. He's like, I knew you. I knew it from the fact that you didn't have a favorite ornament maker. <laughs> he said, you went generic and no true Christmas <laughs> doesn't have a favorite ornament maker. I'm so curious, like... They what? don't, they do this in this movie a couple times where they don't give an example there. Because in that yeah. same conversation, she says that the only time they're, they're talking about their childhoods and she's like, I'm not, I wasn't a troublemaker, but I did get detention for a week once and it wasn't my fault. Does not elaborate. Yeah, we want to know what we happened. We want to know. Like that's in something like this. The way you make a movie fun is to put some details in there. <laughs> make the people in it seem like humans. Just write. I'm like, even in a movie like this, I'm like, write absolutely anything. These <laughs> people are so bland. Give. I'm starving for a detail about them. <laughs> oh, we learned that Mr. 365 was engaged in college. Yeah, they like to do that. Yeah. People have, they like these people in these movies to have tried... Like a really committed relationship. Yes. They like everyone to have had a committed relationship that didn't work out. And also, Sophia including, talks about... Including Mary, which I think is good. I think it's one of the good yeah. things about these movies that the, these people are like in their 30s and some of them well, are like, oh, it didn't work out with this person, but some of them have been married and divorced. I think, I think it's good. No, I don't think they are divorced. Usually it's... They I are think some have widowed. Been. And it's, it's, we've seen multiple okay, times engagements have been called off. Hmm. Um, interesting. Interesting. And she reveals that her ex Marco was a cheating mess. They always are writing that these women are getting cheated on, which, <laughs> because, you know, that's an easy generic way to write that a relationship didn't work. Either it was cheating or long distance didn't work, which is the other reason they give, which again is a way you can write. Without having to actually write anything or like yeah. think about humanity and relationships and <laughs> people real, in yeah. life. Yeah. You can just say he was a Marco. He was a cheating mess. <laughs> so they then, well, then. I guess another detail is that one time he decides to donate uh, the crafty, the lunch to yeah. the soup kitchen that he wor- that he donates to i guess that's nice <laughs> <laughs> do you think on that day the people working on this movie were like should we that would be interesting food? like would they would they even like consider this dialogue human at all and consider that i'm gonna i don't think this actor would have thought that i'm gonna say no <laughs> and also you know what i don't think they had leftover lunch stuff 
this okay. I don't think this year they were getting is, in, people were getting individual lunches. Yes, I don't think okay. they are like ordering a buffet style lunch. I feel like they are ordering everyone like a Chipotle, Chipotle, or uh, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> mm, can we do Chipotle right now? Well, I'm just if it's that or Jersey Mike's. Mm. No, it has to be Jersey Mike. Sorry. Okay. Well, I'll, I was get, just it, rem- I'll get it Mike style. <laughs> I was just remembering. I don't know what I want yet, but I know I want it Mike style. <laughs> I was just remember. I just remembered one time when I PA'd on this shoot. This, the talent was. I was taking the lunch orders, and you know, there's like a menu, and you print it out and like show it. To <laughs> yeah, everyone. I know how restaurants are. <laughs> well, this man did not. Just, it was, okay, so there's these things that. <sighs> They're part of filmmaking. Um, no. So you print out, I would like print out the menu and then you like have a piece of paper and it's like write down what you want. But for this talent, I had to go and like ask him what he wanted. And he was like, oh, let me just make it easier, easy for you. I just want ham and cheese. And that was not an option on the menu. So mm-hmm. it was actually a lot more complicated because then I had to like ask the restaurant if they could do that and they were like well i we can do like a number four and then i had to like order a different sandwich like removing all the (laughs) items from it to get this man what he wanted are you ordering online i want to no i called in because you have to call in because you'll have to be like i would like to pick this up at 1 p.m okay and you call it in at like 10 a.m or something Mm -hmm. you know you're calling hours ahead did they get all the orders right yeah they got the orders right oh and that was the first time I did it Mike's way. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's way is so good. <laughs> but I will say Jersey I Mike's, I no Mike's way. Jersey Mike's has very bland meats. And I now I see why they need Mike's way, which is they put like vinegar on it. Because oh, the meat good. is so bland. It needs more sauce than any sandwich than anyone would ever dream a sandwich needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were to do it with just mayo, their sandwich could not hold up. It needs Mm-mm. Mm-mm. a lighter weight sauce. Like no, vinegar. it needs it needs a flavorful sauce. Well, that's what I, yeah. I'm, I'm saying. To put enough mayonnaise to get the flavor, oh you yeah, need, yeah, it yeah, would be, it would be it structurally would not be unsound. Yeah. Also, think of all those calories. Oh, man. You'd be eating like 500 calories of mayonnaise. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Uh, I tell you what, we buy no matter how, what size of mayonnaise we buy. It's Never always gone at the same rate. I, it's always like, okay, we're at the very top. And then all of a sudden I'm scraping out the bottom. What happens in the middle of my mayonnaise jars? Tanner's eating so much mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> so we also, a couple times throughout this, and then this is also the next section, they are editing the show. We see uh, two instances of them editing throughout all these other plot lines. And let's, then we, we cut. Let's skip to our first edit. We get our first release of the well, I want to point out that so Sophia is a producer, Paul is the executive producer, and Lindsay is also a producer. They are the only people we see editing this show. It is primarily Sophia. She is working in Adobe Premiere, but for somehow there's no editor <laughs> on this show, and they are just wow. making this producer edit it, which is strange. So then she, they've not, they don't even have a cut ready yet. She's at this nighttime farmer's market with Mr. 365. Mm-hmm. And Mr. 365 gets a text from his buddy CK that is a late, a promo mm. for the show. They watch it. What the heck 
It's just a bunch of crazy outtakes mm-hmm. of Mr. Mr. Christmas looking stupid. Yeah, that's exactly what Paul wanted the whole time. Yeah. And so Will is really mad. They get in a fight. They're not talking. And then Sophia decides that she's actually going to secretly recut the episode so that it's more wholesome. And what helps her is the camera operator, like, comes in and says, I found some more (laughs) B-roll. He says, I downloaded some... For for you as an editor, those are the worst five words to hear. Oh, boy. I do not want to hear that. (laughs) You found... He says, I downloaded some more B-roll. It's saved under new. (laughs) (laughs) We also get a shot when Paul is editing one time. He sees some CCTV of will and sophia kissing but also we see their project it is just all the everything is in one folder together in premiere there are no bins there's absolutely no organization they've also gone in and edited the clip names to be descriptive which is a no 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 like you know the the camera is naming the files something you leave those fi- those names the same and mm. you add a description in like the description column in the metadata for what they are but they are renaming them mm-hmm. like the the camera file name and then underscore like will on ladder uh-huh. and i i heard a rumor they weren't even using proxies <sighs> well but they're shooting in 720 <laughs> 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 that's smaller than most of the practices I'm even making. But that was really interesting to see a peek <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, and then uh, Sophia runs into Mr. 365. She's jogging. And then they run into each other at the coffee mm. shop. Uh, what's, she, she, what's she wearing during this jog? She was wearing... I think, we, I think maybe we got another montage of her. There are three montages of her making the smoothies this one is not one of those okay sorry um but she went on a drug and then went and bought a latte which seems curious <laughs> curious behavior to do and then mr 365 is walking on the same street even though he says he lives in pasadena and she lives in echo park okay then they talk to each other and he remembers her cuckoo coffee order mm. which means he's still in love with her <laughs> that's what it means mm-hmm. then there's a big meeting bravada is actually moving up the they want to watch the first cut and it's supposed to be in two days and they want it in two hours mm. what the heck that's what maybe the, not even much enough time to export the file <laughs> so uh sophia says okay i mean it's gonna it's rough and it's gonna be long don't worry, it is actually a one minute long episode <laughs> that is exactly the same footage we've been saying, seeing in all of these on their screen when they're editing and also we already saw when they were shooting it. It's just uh, Mr. 365 playing with like a snow machine. Yeah, he loves, there's a snow machine, which is very interesting to have one of these movies where the fake snow is diegetic. Yes, it's diegetically fake. Because we see him shoot a little snow machine. He also passes out presents to kids, but it is like the fake presents that were yeah, hanging. He seems to be giving kids fake presents. He's giving, is he doing a prank? <laughs> is it a prank? Are they part of like a little play? Yeah. Is it, 
Yeah, it's like no, or maybe it's not part of a play. It's just like play. He's like no, invites sleigh. <laughs> he invites the kids over to play Santa, and he's like, "I'll be Santa, and you be the kids I'm giving gifts." I to. would be. I would be so mad. If no, I was like, it's like you're, it's like you play pretend with your friends. Well, he talks about these being like disadvantaged kids. Imagine you're like, okay, this man's gonna give us Christmas presents. He gives me a goddamn piece of styrofoam wrapped that's, up. That's it's not his fault that whoever he went through it to invite you miscommunicated what this was gonna be. I guess that's he true. invited you over to play Santa. <laughs> he wants to play true. a game of Santa it's on not... his like spray painted sleigh. <laughs> yeah, I Tanner think hated the way they spray painted it. I think they spray painted it to make it look like frosted, but it's just like haphazard and there's like <laughs> it seems someone had their hand on part of it when they spray painted because there's like a big hand shaped missing part. Yeah. I don't know. I hated see it just seems like they ruined this sleigh prop with there's, some silver. There's spray also paint. one of the props he has outside. So the props outside actually mostly look okay because they're just big lawn ornament things. He has like some big snowmen. He also has a little hedge that's holding a saxophone. <laughs> which I guess I mean he knows Christmas better than I do. I guess that's part of Christmas. Yeah. He also has this neighbor and the neighbor now is nice and they talk to each other. Yeah, the neighbor was mean the whole time. The neighbor said, I hate all of it about yeah. Mr. They interviewed him yeah. and then he talks to Mr. 365 and it's revealed that the neighbor's wife died and that's why he's sad. And Mr. 365 says, do you want a tour? And he says, yes. <laughs> and then they go to his house. Well, and he's mad because this that, that old man is the he's the character from the song Grandma Got Run Over by a Ranger. That's why he hates Christmas. Yeah. His wife died and it was... Santa did it. Yeah, I mean it's it's horrible. And then this man keeps putting like a sleigh on his front lawn. It's awful. It's That's pretty awful. I, this is a third like this is a third competing theory why he's doing this. It's to taunt this mm -hmm. neighbor. This is a what's that like is that a Samuel L. Jackson movie? What's that movie where it's about like a mean neighbor? <laughs> oh, um I feel like I it's feel called like, like the, Red Eagle. The tagline is like, what's safer than living next door to a cop? Yeah. I feel like it's just the name of like a place. Hmm. What's it's called safer? Like Value Village. What's or whatever. safer than living next to Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> but then at the end of the movie, the man is actually nice now and he puts up a little wreath on his door. So that's his way. He's actually now signaling to Mr. 365, please do not sacrifice me. That's why you put the wreaths on your door, is to tell Santa. To not sacrifice you. Mm -hmm. It's you pledging fealty to Santa. Yeah. So then it's the big stinking meeting. And they play. They play the one minute clip. They play the one minute cut, which is actually longer than she wanted. It was supposed to only be <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> and the lady from Bravada gives a big speech where she says like, Hmm, not what we were expecting. Yeah, she gives a very big, ambiguous speech. She says, not what we were expecting. It's better than we <laughs> were expecting. You did a better job than I even knew to ask for. They stinking love it. Yeah, they love it. And now her boss isn't mad. He stinking loves her too. But guess what she says? She says, I quit. Whoa. What the heck? Did anybody guess this would happen? What the heck? Yeah. This lady doesn't want... To work on a Christmas show anymore. <laughs> she wants to work on another cooking show, I guess. <laughs> Mr. 365 gets an envelope that Sophia left on his doorstep. 
It has a letter in it saying that she's sorry and also has a flash drive in it. He pops it into his laptop. A video immediately starts playing. He does not have to <laughs> click anything. There's some sort of software that Sophia wrote in order to make this happen. I think it's, you can have autoplay settings on a Windows computer that would Okay. Well, and know. then I'm going to say I think this is the final cut because the version he sees is 10 seconds long. So this <laughs> is the final cut of the episode. It's 10 seconds long and he just rips the flash drive out of his computer. He does not need to eject it. He has some sort of <laughs> setting on his computer where he's allowed <laughs> to do that. Um and then Will Goes over to her house again without asking permission. And they decide to be together. <laughs> she says, <laughs> she tells him that she quit. She says, I want to solve problems with my art, not make them. And they kiss. And then the credits come up and there are nine cast members <laughs> listed <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> And is this, do we have a crawl or do we have just... Car- we have credit? cards. We have cards. Yeah. The yeah. cheaper option. And and as an editor, how hard is it to turn cards into a crawl? I mean, the thing is that you probably have, you go to a company that would do that because, I mean, you could just do it in After Effects, but like to, there are companies that just make end credits or there's like... This website, I think, called End Crawl, you know, so it's going to cost you like three hundred dollars or at least to like do something like that. But on a production like this, they're like, we, you know, we already spent so much money on getting this Hemworth brother, mm-hmm. so they are just putting it on cards that like an assistant editor is typing. <laughs> Usually, though, on a production, they like mail around the credits and have everybody like scan them to see if they see any like typos or incorrect credits feels like none of these uh productions no. are doing that so santa oh, i mean we want, yeah so santa so santa? what is your what do you think your santa rating is i'm gonna say i'm kind of torn i'm in i'm in one half where i am so sick of this movie and <laughs> think that it's as empty as those fake presents that wow. mr 365 gave to those children and i want to give it one santa but then on the other hand, I'm like... You're having as much fun as Mr. 365 handing out the fake presents. Ugh, I'm having as much fun as he was when he had to wear that awful t-shirt. No! Oh, we forgot there's a moment where when he, him and Sophia broken up where he's doing laundry and he's the tiniest basket I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like a basket meant to put rolls in on Thanksgiving, you know, when he's sneaking in to the Hemsworth to the household. Hemsworth he brings this basket with rolls. <laughs> Um, and he's folding his t. Te- all his clothing is just V-neck t-shirts, <laughs> and then he has the Mr. Three Sixty Five shirt in there. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I think that Chelsea Hobbs did a pretty good performance as Sophia. I think that Christopher Russell, though, I don't think he had the emotional range to make this uh, one note part feel deep in any way. He also just he kept just being charming the whole time. And never really, he never acted like hurt enough. He just sort of like everything washed over I, him. I think he was so bad that the it made the movie make a lot less sense. Okay. I think it truly impacts the like narrative of the movie because it's, I truly can't figure out why he's expressing the emotion or attitudes he seemed to be expressing. Yeah. It makes it, we truly were like, 
Well, he's hiding something. He's yes. hiding that he's Santa. That's why he's yes. being this we weird We thought guy. he was hiding he was Santa or he's hiding he's a serial killer. <laughs> which one of those seems like it wouldn't be in these movies. Right. And the other one seems like it would be, but it wasn't. It was so not. I think that he is a serial killer. And I guess after the credits roll, the kiss he gave her was the kiss of death. So what do you give it? My other option is three Santas. Because I feel like it is... It works as one of these movies. There's a couple moments where like lines are strangely, they are written with a little flair. There's some weird wordplay a couple times that is missing from some of these other movies. I think this is like the worst. This is the worst <laughs> movie we've watched. It is, it is so cheap and bad. And I truly, I'm just all, I'm just so mad at them for making this script with the budget that they had. I am. Yes. Irate, like yes. <laughs> you just can't make this movie. Well, it's like if right, one of the Christmas movies was like a high concept sci-fi, but they still had the same budget. We would be mad at them. Yeah, I, I mean, I get you are right there. I'm saying, I, I guess my assertion is that th- this is not a movie. They did not even make a movie. Yes, this doesn't. You were count saying as a they movie. crossed a line where <laughs> yeah. this movie was not made. <laughs> yes. That's, and even though that it doesn't, this content exists, but this movie does not exist. <laughs> but I, I do kind of recommend it. I, I mean, I think you could get most of it out of like watch up until the sequence where he shows off his house. Yeah, I guess I think, and I think that you see all of that before the first ad break. So watch up until the first ad break. These ad breaks are infuriating because if you were rewinding back and forth. To try to figure out where all the stock footage is from <laughs> it is making you watch, watch two minute long ad breaks just to go back 10 seconds because they accidentally skipped over. Past. I accidentally, this was, oh, I watched these ads so many times <laughs> and I have ad blocker on. So it's just black screen with these people talking to me. <laughs> to you. Yes. These people are talking to me. So, um, so I'm giving it one Santa. I'm giving this one two Santas. Wow. Oh, what about sequel, prequel? I think we see a sequel where he is Santa. Yeah. I, I feel say. like. We find out that he's Santa. <laughs> I feel like we've teased a lot of ideas that they could have explored. Maybe we do a prequel about Paul meeting his husband or a sequel <laughs> where Paul is put in jail for sexually harassing the people he's filming. <laughs> I would like that. And yeah. you know what? Paul could... It's you a know courtroom what? movie? No, it's actually just a jail movie about Paul getting really good at basketball while he's in okay. jail. <laughs> using that ball. Because he loves that basketball he has. Uh, or prequel about Sophia and Marco. Sounds like this relationship was really tempestuous. You know, had mm. a lot of emotion in it, unlike anything <laughs> yeah, we saw on screen to today. Say. No, the real sequel You know what? I need... think the sequel is a um, commercial for... Like the magic bullet blender. <laughs> I think that would make more. Honestly, I think that's the thing they could pull off the best. That's true. By my I think we have a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead style uh, adaptation just about Kayla and Aaron, mm. the boom op okay. and the camera operator. I'd about like that. what they're up to. Because then we can explain these strange lines. Don't touch <laughs> me. You wish. 
those are like the big lines in it that everyone everyone watching is so excited for, get to, so get, for them excited. to get the lines that we know from the movie. Like, why do we think she needs to give him a ride home? I think they went on some sort of adventure where she ended up getting his like car crashed or like some bikers stole his car and it's her fault. So that's why she's giving him the ride home. I think she wanted to ask him out and then she was like embarrassed about it being out of the way mm-hmm. and then i don't think she ever did you don't think i so? don't think she got the courage she wasn't brave you know what i actually want to see i want to see a story where a child loves a christmas lawn decoration so much <laughs> and it's it's like a really sad it's a sad short story. That is, the, that is a problem. It's like a lot of these movies would give us flashbacks. Like a real movie would give us flashbacks, yeah. but none of these do because they're like, we can't. Hire a if child. We, yeah. If we hired a child and two old people to be him and his grandparents, we've just increased the cast by 33%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and also like a child needs a tutor. A child can't work the like 20 hour yeah. days they're making these people work. But it's a really sad story of this boy whose parents die and then he... Uh, insists on staying in this tiny (laughs) gingerbread house and it's called the gingerbread man (laughs) and all the other kids at school call him mr gingerbread Uh uh-huh and then we cut (laughs) to 50 years later he's actually a criminal mastermind oh no and his special power is he's made of gingerbread Pretty good twist. I guess the movie I'd like to see is the movie where all the props that he got oh, came from. Yeah, I want to yeah. see that movie. Seems good because it just seems to me like a normal yeah. movie about a family celebrating Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> families decorated their house. Um, um, I guess that's it. Goodbye. Nice. And happy holidays. <laughs>